Hey, everybody. Welcome to Countercurrents Podcast, our episode five. This is Elena Torres. I'm the co-host, Petey Steele. And today, as our guest, we have... I can talk? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Lafayette, right. I wanted to be cool. That wasn't cool at all. That wasn't cool at all. Cooler. You know that wasn't Yeah, cool. that wasn't cool that enough. Wasn't, that wasn't very tough Well, I think me. you left your testarossa at home tonight. That's what it is. Yeah. Crockett, you know. Me yeah. and Lafayette have kind of a secret kinship, a sort of like weird bromance on Miami Vice. Is it, it weird? Well, I don't think it's we're just that better we, than everybody else. We are elite. We are elite. We just got taste. We have taste. That's what it means. I think that might be the weird part, the fact that you think being fans of Miami Vice makes you elite. <laughs> I think it does. Oh, I definitely If you do. recognize cool where other people don't see cool, I think that makes you, like, a special individual. 100%. what I be telling people. I was telling this kid that the other day. He was like, eh, I'm a nerd. And I was like, you're not a nerd. You just got taste. Don't listen to what people tell you. Yeah. You just respect cool shit. I can cuss on this, right? Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, cool shit. Fuck shit. And they do I that on Miami Vice up. some. Not what? really profanity so much, but a lot of insensitivity. That's, that's in the other, 80s. Yeah, it's the it's 80s. very much, uh, it's a lot of innuendo. Yeah. A lot, yeah. But progressive at the same time, though. Yeah. To, do you remember the episode when um, when Crockett's buddy was, I think gay? he had a gay buddy. Yeah. And did he get, Evan did he get is killed the name or, of that or something like that? Yeah. And Crockett wasn't he wasn't having that shit because he said people were he said the can I say can I say fag he said yeah people yeah were like calling him a fag and that kind of shit yeah. he wasn't having it right that, has that ever been done in TV. I don't think so. And you know, when they aired that on Netflix and they streamed that, they didn't even have that episode because there were a couple that were missing. And I don't know if that's the reason why. I don't Just because he said it. But it was the context of it. He was like. Yeah, he was saying he felt guilty about it. It was a heartfelt thing with Tubbs. Yeah. yeah. And how his buddy came back or whatever who dissed him, his other partner or whatever, and was trying to kind of like square the circle. But then it was like a big problematic thing. Yeah, that was very progressive. Yeah, I mean, what's the thing they say? It was the 80s, so, like, everything was kind of gay. Yeah. To a degree. Fashion-wise, for sure. They were fly. I mean, that's the same thing, right? Because gay dudes can dress. Yeah, oh, they absolutely can. They were, like, fly shit. I want to dress like Crockett. If I ever get on, like, late night, I'm going to do, like, the white suit with the uh, the Henley. Was it the Henley in the earlier ones? It was either pink or blue Henley. Yeah, 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 the blue. And what kind of suit was that? Was it a... It's like a seer sucker. But it was, like, like the, the designer, it was, um... I know the glasses were Carreras. I know that. Okay. Was it a Versace, Versace, Gucci? What's another high class? Sunglass, Ray-Ban? No, 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 the sunglasses were Carreras. I know that. Okay. The suit was um, Armani. It might Versace. have been Armani. I think it was an Armani suit, and the shoes were something, too. Well, Versace's home was in Miami before he got murked okay. by his gay lover. I okay. think his name was Evan. No, it, wasn't. it was Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it was Don Johnson's buddy. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. It was actually a random fan that just shot him on the street outside his house. But Versace was, like, a big, important designer in the 80s. Like, a lot of guys who informed a lot of that, like, crazy style in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. it was. I liked it. I wish we would start back dressing like that. Why not? If you yeah. can afford to, you could do it. I think that wear is timeless, actually. What the, well, tubs, uh, tub suits were ugly. It he had some so? ugly suits. He had the big, the big... Uh, what do you, what's this thing called? The pocket, the, lapel? The, no, the, this, no, this thing. The lapel. Is that what it's called? Lapel? Yeah, they were big and yeah. they would be like double breasted. And it's like, it didn't, it didn't make, I mean, I guess it didn't make sense that they were wearing suits all the time. And, and a lot of short sleeves. 
they were always too big. But that's just recently people started wearing their suits like smaller now. Well, there was always allusions to Tubbs being underpaid uh, throughout there, and it didn't seem like he got much flash money for his cover. And it was he sort have. right because he was kind of doing it illegally. He got in on it, you know. Yeah, he shouldn't have been there. Do you know the story, Elena? Do you know how how this? Because I know we're like, are, are you? Well, like, I, you know? know, I know the basic premise of Miami Vice essentially has like two cops in Miami that with great hair. It's so much Don more Johnson, than that. Don Johnson, and somebody else. Philip Michael Thomas, the, right, one right, of our right. black heroes. Who got the Emmy? Well, he had a, the the necklace that said Emmy, Grammy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, and he won. Yeah. None of them, none right? Of them. Okay. What? Yeah. I mean, oh, he wow. wasn't a he wasn't a great great actor, actor but in that role, he, he like, was he perfect in that role. He was kind of sucker towards the end, though. I always felt like like Crockett. He was just a sidekick. Crockett was the one running the show. Yeah, because he would like at at a certain point, Crockett was like. It's over everything. Remember when it, the show got real dark? Well, he shot fucking Tubbs. Yeah, that, yeah, but he yeah, lost yeah, his mind. That, yeah, yeah. Burnett. B-U-R-N-E-T-T. Yeah. I like how ridiculous that show is because it's like <laughs> nobody noticed. These two dudes, these two undercover cops, right? They go by the same name on every mission. They got on these loud-ass suits, mm-hmm. very distinctive cars, and none of the crime community is just like them, uh, Burnett. and yeah. uh, What was, what was uh, Tubbs? Uh, Cooper. Was it, Cooper, Rico was Cooper, Tubson? was yeah. that it? Yeah, Cooper. yeah, Rico. And they were they used, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and he had the bad. Remember, he would talk with the uh, the Jamaican accent. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you want all that good work? So, yeah, he was funny like that. He was alright. Yeah, he was alright. I, I liked him. It worked sometimes. I was more, you know, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Crockett. Yeah, a Crockett dude. Crockett's well, my the dude. my favorite was Castillo. That's the, Edward the, James almost yeah, the yeah, second, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, Do you remember the um that storyline where he was like a samurai, yeah, or whatever? Do, yeah. James almost was on Miami Vice. Yeah, he was like yeah. the boss of all of them. He was the lieutenant, and he filled in for a guy that got shot in the fifth episode, and killed. Not Rallo. Um, who's dude from Sanford and Son? Julio. Julio. He yeah. Julio and Gregory and Sierra. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was there, and he didn't like living in Miami. That's why they threw him out. It wasn't because almost was bigger. Oh, I thought or anything. he got another role. No, he just straight up said, "I don't like living in fucking Florida. Really? I'm gone." So they brought almost in and almost stole the show. Yeah, because he was a G. Yeah, and he was so like you know usually the '80s police detective. I mean, the police chief is just like this angry, like yeah, you two destroyed the city, right? This dude was just like stone faced, mm-hmm. like he barely talked. Taciturn. Yeah. Even remember towards the end when they were like when they were about to quit that last episode. Yeah. And almost was just like, I'll 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 get rid of this for you. And they're just like, nah, but he's just like stone faced. Yeah, like, he'd give I, you the Castillo stare down. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't play. He didn't have to say nothing. Remember when um when Crockett first got to Testarossa? And Crockett's mm-hmm. like cussing him out. How am I supposed to make million dollar drug deals looking like blah 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 blah? And almost is just standing there and he goes it's in the back. Yeah, that go was, outside. It. Yeah, it's in yeah, the back. Yeah. Yep, and it goes out there, and lo and behold, you got the new fucking oh, yeah. Ferrari. Yeah, with the Fun sick fact, color. Yeah, the first season though, that wasn't a Ferrari. It was a Corvette, I think, mm-hmm. with a Ferrari kit on it. Yes, and then I think Ferrari saw that and was like, "Give, give them some, give yeah. them some real Ferrari." Yeah, because they were clocking. Shit. You know, the city of Miami it's estimated made a million dollars per episode 
off that fucking show. Just based on Miami Vice? Yeah. I mean, there was other bad sides of the coin, too. Like, they said that it was airing out the city's dirty laundry. Like, a few of those stories were Mm -hmm. true. Not just the drugs, but, I mean, like, I think a couple of the episodes, like the one with the maze. Remember where they had all the kids in, like, the abandoned building and they'd taken it over? That was, like, when it got real It was, like, a hostage situation. No, this is season one. Sound familiar. It's called the Maze. It, okay. What's his name? Played a guest in it. The guy that played Miles Dyson, the black dude in Terminator Two. Oh, um, uh, what's his? F- I know him. He's been in everything. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. I don't know. I called him Miles Dyson. Yeah, when he was on a different world. <laughs> he was on a different world, and he didn't marry Whitley. It was like right. To me, that's how Miles Dyson. That's why he made Skynet because Whitley left him hanging. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question, though. Do you think that because you know Reagan was the one that like closed up the ports for drugs to come through in the late mm-hmm. 80s in Miami? Do you think that had something to do with Miami Vice, with like him seeing like all that, all these shows being made about you know drug dealers and stuff in Miami? You think that had something that, to do with the but show? That Ronald Reagan. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm just I saying. I, maybe I, it had a lot more impact. You was <laughs> out of my out of my tax bracket. Maybe maybe Reagan was watching Miami Vice and was like, yeah. Let's, let's cut that shit off. Yeah, but, maybe. <laughs> but it was not just drugs. It was like prostitutes down there, too. It was like, this is the thing. They would make the uh, uh, Gina and Trudy. Their mission was the same every time. Like, what are they doing? They're going undercover as prostitutes. Like, that shit got dark, too. The, those are the girl officers? The girl yeah, officers were always going a, undercover as prostitutes? It got. It was like kind of light. It was fun seasons one and two, I think. It would still get real sometimes, but like after I think season two, it got like dark. But it was an episode. Was it Gina or I think it was Gina actually ended up having sex with somebody yeah. or something while she was on a mission and it kind of messed her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Crockett was all he always did wrong by her. Yeah. He, he he treated her like shit. He did her dirty. So like okay, because you're looking like what are we talking about? Okay, so like Gina was Crockett's. Slam to you yeah. times. She called him. She said, I'm just good for a pit stop or something Pretty, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she caught feelings then? I think she, yeah, but he should okay. have caught feelings for her too, but he just, I guess he just did, wasn't. She was wasn't a model. Feminine. This is Sandra Santiago. Yeah, she she was a babe yeah. back in the fucking day, I think in like, uh, she's from the Bronx originally, uh-huh. and her mother, I think is like. She's a Spanish girl. Yeah, her okay. mother's like Cuban, I want to say, and her father is like, I think, some kind of European, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. But, yeah, she's bad. Remember you the- guys really do know so much about this, by the way. It's like every character's background, everything. I love yeah, it. Anyway, we're, you're Because we're, we're, we're elite. Yes, indeed. <laughs> ja, ja, ja. Remember the shade that Gina threw at Crockett when he was getting ready to marry uh, Sheena Easton? Yeah. Remember that look? That was just like, mm. Ooh. Yeah, that was like, fuck you. He, he kind of deserved that. Yeah, to a degree. Did. I mean, but I guess, I don't know. I guess if it's not there, she knew what she was getting into. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't piss in the bathwater. You, you fuck whoever you work with and yeah. it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And she had to have known Crockett was like a player. Yeah. Right? I mean, look at him. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. God's sakes, he's Lafayette right. Yeah, but I'm not a player <laughs> like at all. Didn't Tubbs get with uh, Trudy at some point too, right? I don't think. I thought they were Think like, so? I see. I, have, I You know, I only watched like the first two seasons. Yeah. Once I love something, I stop watching it because I don't want it to be You want to savor it. Yeah. But will you ever get to the end of it? You think? Yeah. yeah. So I save it for like special occasions. Yeah. Like whatever, like everything. I used to be like that, but then I started realizing there's always going to be more out there for me to discover. I know. It may get created later down the road or maybe it's something 
because I love way back shit, 80s stuff and right. 70s and whatnot. And I haven't seen all the Rockford Files. I haven't seen all Nash Bridges or Hardcastle, oh, McCormick and all that. Shit. Yeah. My show. Nash Bridges? Nash Bridges was my grandma's favorite show. That show was the freaking shit. I learned how to be cool from that show. Because I discovered Nash Bridges first. And then I saw the Miami Vice movie. And I was like, okay, I got to watch this show. Then I watched the show. And I'm like, ah, have I not seen this before? This is like the best show of all time. When I'm like, when I'm around girls, right? And I don't know what to say. I'll just say what uh, Nash Bridges would say. It's a Lafayette fun fact. I do that. Wow. For what example, would Nash Bridges say? Uh, uh, I think I'm falling in love with you. I can see how that's possible. Shit like that. I've said, okay, okay I just told my secret on that's going to. Get me in trouble, maybe, oh, if somebody. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing that, Yeah, too. now a lot of girls are going to watch that show. I, I, I think know, you just gave them a huge promotion. Where I got my, what's canceled now? It's not even streaming nowhere. It's a crime. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate. With him and um uh uh, uh Cheech Martin mm-hmm. and that yellow uh Plymouth Prowler. And remember, um who was the love interest? Yasmeen. Oh, um, Bleep. Yes, Bleep. Bleep. Yeah, she's yeah. bad. I remember Ooh. being a kid. You know, I grew up around like black girls, so it was weird to even look at a white girl. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at her back then, like, damn, yeah. what, is, what is this? She is was this Ill. what that's all about? I'm she sure. was on Baywatch, right? Yeah, I think so. Kinda, yeah, she had that, and she kind of, I always would get her confused with like Carmen Electra. She had like that same kind of look, right? Mm-hmm. Is she still bad? I don't know. I would say probably. She, for she, my standards, yes. I mean, she was like forty something. How old? How old was she when they was doing Nash Bridges? Oh, she, she was twenty something then. She? I think. Yeah, oh, for real? she was a baby. But Don then. Johnson was like, but Don Johnson was pushing forty yeah, on Miami Vice. Yeah, forty. So. Yeah, yeah. During Nash Bridges, that's like it was like way older. Okay. Like, like late forties. Okay. Probably older than that, really. Huh? And now he plays like a racist in everything, doesn't he? He was in Django. Yeah. Well, actually, last night, my mother had my uncle over for dinner, and they had just gone. They invited me, but I blew it off to do 3GO's podcast. But they went to see some movie called Book Club in the theater, and it's mm-hmm. like an older folks rom-com with, like, Diane Keaton. One and Don those. Johnson was in the uh-huh. joint, and they said he was funny as shit in it. He wasn't really? playing it. He kind of, like, yeah, racist or anything. He wasn't playing a jerk? He kind he of a, a jerk. jerk. Yeah, a little bit of a... Pilot that's coming out on I forget if it's NBC or ABC and it's this pilot called Daddy Issues coming out where he's like a asshole rich dad who like uses his daughter to like wingman for him. That sounds about right. Yeah, when that's he was on um, tight. um Eastbound and Down, I think I want to say he played his dad. I want to say he played Danny McBride's dad on that show. I was on some plane and he was paying a dad to Kristen Bell in some stupid rom com okay. thing or whatever. He has that sort of like older, suave guy look. He still looks good, and he's old, you know. You know, movie I'm about to bring up, right? What's that? Ten Cup. Oh yeah, and he was like he was like the bad guy in Ten Cup. You know, Ten Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like top ten for me all the time. I freaking love Ten Cup. But that's who he was like the um, what do you call it? Like the arch- archetype, you know, asshole with the girl, the main character. Once it was real simple, but like I, I like that. Like, yeah, like he's good. At, he's good at doing that, like broy but with class asshole thing. I feel like. Yeah, but it was like it was way over the top, though. Yeah. Like he didn't try. Like he was like very douchey about it. Yeah. Like, he was like, remember, he was like, they, the joke was like he was mean to like old people and children, <laughs> and the old people were like, can we have an autograph? And he's like, no, like just like that, and just like 
waves them off. Yeah. Anyway, I could talk about Tin Cup all day. I think she's right. Generally, he's like a class hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class hole. Yeah, that would be my portmanteau. Yeah. Um, this is Jericho and Miami Vice. He was just cool as shit. Yeah. I mean, cool. if you think about it, he had a, uh, his his ex girl and his son and everything. Yeah, Caroline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's like, I I get why she didn't want her, you know, yeah. her son around that. He was addicted to the action. That's the realest line yeah. ever. Let me tell you, that shit hit close to home because I've had relationships fall apart mm-hmm. because of comedy. Yep. And it's that same thing. You're just you're just addicted to like what you just like, no, I'm trying to get rich one day. No, you're addicted to doing comedy. You're going to be doing it forever. And I'm like, okay, it's probably well, true. Well, yeah, well, let me ask you this. Well, you did just say it's probably true, but are you trying to get rich one day off comedy? How? What's the Lafayette trajectory? Point, is it an optimistic one, or is it kind of just like, or does even optimism even have to be characterized by money? I don't know. What do you think? Well, during my travels <laughs> in the um, no, when I was in New York, I kind of like broke. I kind of like broke down, so I, I needed that because I was like on some like Kanye shit. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I'll, I'll be doing comedy like regardless. Right. Rather, it would be nice to get rich. That would be a great sure. benefit. But that's not. I could lie to myself and say, "Yeah, I'm about the paper." That's what people say because right. it sounds good. But like, I, I, I like doing comedy. Yeah, I like the good. I like the bad. And I'm addicted to the thrills. I'm like Crockett. Yeah, that's yeah. similar to me too. Because you know, I feel like on one hand, yeah, I have goals and I want to succeed, and the cash is nice to have but it's also like a metric of oh yeah mm-hmm. people are paying you and sometimes i'll get real salty be like mm-hmm. fuck it i'm out for the bread i don't give a right. fuck if right. like these big rooms book me you know right. john yeager got my fucking <laughs> you know dollar bill out in, out in king <laughs> out in king george virginia with his live bait at the 7-eleven you know what i mean like i i get weird like that but then I think about it, and I'm like, I actually will go places and still do it for free and not just to practice for big shows because I do enjoy fucking doing it. Yeah, and I think comedy is different in that it's such instant gratification than so many other mm-hmm. things. I think that makes it kind of like, oh, fine. Or I not don't have to get paid for this show. Yeah, or a, not. Or re- you just, you get a, that's the, comedy is like the one art form where, like, you get a receipt. That's why when people always say yeah. comedy is so hard, I'm like, it's not. It's easy because you know right then and there if what you said is funny or not. Yeah. Like a musician puts together a song. It's like it's kind of objective. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Objective, yeah. With us, it's like you say it. It's like that was either funny or it wasn't. I think comedy and like someone said DJs. I think you know right. You know if you're bombing or not. But other people, you know, they'll put out some shit and they don't. They don't know. Yeah, people are always like, oh, it must be so scary if a joke doesn't work. I'm like, it's just quiet. Yeah, we have the luxury. Yeah, yeah, at least (laughs) you you know what not to say again. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, it's scary if like three jokes don't work and you got 15 more minutes. Mm -hmm. Then you start getting like, whoa. Here's the thing, right? It ain't about the jokes working. It's about you working. Yeah. 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 Jokes. I don't think, I think if you... If they like, I know it's different for comedy philosophies, but if they like you, mm-hmm. it don't really matter. I don't think the jokes matter. It it helps, but if they really like you, like I'll I'll do sets that are like that are like top heavy. I'm doing good, and then I'm like, all right, let's try new shit. And it's not, it's like it's getting laughs, but I know right. the laughs are coming from the fact that they just like, you know, they like sure. me now. They want to laugh. Yeah. Now, yeah. what is it that gets them to like you? I mean, not you specifically. You can say that, but I mean, just in general, you think. Get to like I comics. I think it's just being honest. 
Yeah. And as people may think they're being honest. No one is being as honest as they think they're being. Just right. being yourself. Because nobody really knows their self all the way. That's what life is, trying to figure yeah. out yourself or whatever. So I think the more honest you get with yourself, I think people respect that. Even if they're not giving you a standing ovation. If you're being honest, mm-hmm. I think I think that's like that like resonates yeah. with people. It's like when I would go up, when I first started doing comedy, I was like, never had sex before. Mm-hmm. All that all that whole story. But like I would go up and act like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I was, and it's like, no, you weren't, you, <laughs> you dork, you know that didn't happen. But then once it started hitting, maybe I should just just be honest and just tell the truth. It's like, yeah, I haven't had sex before, blah 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 blah, blah. and then it started, you, and you know, started it the pussy just started flooding in. I wish, right? I wish mm. it didn't, it like tr- trickled like one or two, <laughs> two drops. Damn, it was like a drizzle, a small yeah. drizzle. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what got you started doing comedy? Because I remember before I really started, like I flirted with it. This is like 2010, and I did a couple Shackleford brooms. He was mm-hmm. still paying newbies at that point uh-huh. to do the Hilton. Yeah, or do the yeah to do the Bethesda Hyatt. Yep, you missed that boat. Wow. Um, is that still there? No, now is Bethesda things at Positano. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's I just right. did the other night. That is a good show. It's good. And, okay. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, Kurt um, had got me paid, and I thought I was the king shit because I was like, "Fuck yeah, I've only been doing this three weeks, already got twenty dollars." Mm-hmm. And then he never called me again. And then I remember going to the Looking Glass, following Seton Smith, and eating a fat oh, dick. I remember that place. And, yeah, yeah, the Looking Glass was oh. the deal up in uh, Petworth, and Reggie was running that thing mm-hmm. every Monday. That was the long was. room, right? Yeah. Well, no. The, well, sort of, yeah. So it was like there was a couple different staircases up into this one yeah. like foyer. Okay, yeah, I remember that room. And so I remember seeing you there and liking your sets, and then seeing you at a Shackleford thing and like the Wonderland Ballroom. And at that point in the city, there was it was lucky if there was a mic every week. I'm sorry, every night there wasn't one mic every night mm-hmm. necessarily. You had Kurtz. For me, it was Kurt's rooms and the draft house. Yeah. The Arlington draft house. And I remember thinking, this guy's good. But I was like, I wonder how long we'll keep this going or whatever. So how, th- that was 2010. So had you been doing it long before then? or I started summer of 2005. Wow. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea it was that long ago. Oh, yeah. I've been, yeah. I'm an OG out here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. 13 shit. years. Is that what it is? Yeah. Summer, yeah. Summer 05, because I was my freshman year of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then the summer after that. So, yeah, that was in summer 05. Okay. So, where'd you go to college? Virginia Union. Okay. You know Virginia Union. Yeah, I do. That's why I fucks with you. Yeah. You know Virginia Union? I don't. I'm See? Not from DC, no, it's not, it's not, not even like even a DC thing. That. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a it's a cool white dude thing. It's a white dude who knows black shit thing. HBCU. Yes, HBCU. That's the thing. And usually, if it's white people, I got to be like the small school next to VCU. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> the PD's just like, I know Virginia Union. I used to party down. That's where Ben Wallace and Charles Oakley went to school. Like, you, I never know. was fortunate enough to catch a party there, but I do know about it. Yes, I do. I didn't either, but that was by choice. <laughs> Huh? Historically black university. It's a, it's, a small um, school down the street from VCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, down near Richmond, and and you got out of there. What uh, year? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't have been there. I wanted to drop out. Really? Yeah, 
when I was like, you know, you just I just went just because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what else to do. Well, and I had a scholarship. You, you got to go. Yeah. To college. That's sort of the thing. And, and, and it was funny because when I got out of high school in 99, they said, yeah, if you get into like a public Ivy at least or like an elite school, that college degree you can bust C's and you just write your fucking ticket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you buy that bullshit. Exactly. And, and you go and you don't know what you're going to study or mm-hmm. what you care about. You know, I cared about partying and just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it showed in my, you mm-hmm. know, grades every semester. Um, at, but, at what yeah. point did you like? I always think it's like a point in life where people, you start to realize everything they, a lot of stuff they teach you is like bullshit. Like, oh, you go to college and then you can get a great job and you meet a good girl. And it's just, that's just, it just happens. I think me, like around like the end of my freshman year is when I started to uh, think like, maybe this, maybe this ain't where I'm supposed to be. And you know what else did it too? The most influential piece of art to my generation, uh, Kanye West's first album. Uh. The college dropout, unfortunately, you know, it's like, well. The legacy yeah. is a little bit different now, but that album is still like a big deal. So listening to that, it's like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe this ain't for me. And then that summer, I did stand up, and I was like, oh, this feels right. This is where I should be. Yeah, yeah. And so you've been doing it since. And is this the only thing you do, or you do other things for? Recently, I just got to where I'm. I, I'm kind of stable. Mm-hmm. I'm not stable. I, I'm. I'm getting a wage off comedy. Mm-hmm. This past fall, mm-hmm. but before that, it was a, awesome. it was just like, you know, you know the story: moving jobs, retail, temp stuff that didn't work out. I can't, I don't fit in an office. Good, just like having jobs and losing them, that kind of thing. So, yeah, but it was mostly comedy. I'm a Michael Mann character. Yeah. It's just like okay. I'm just like comedy. Like that's it. Everything else is like whatever. Clubs like the Saint Vitus Dance. Say what? The Saint Vitus Dance, Crockett's Boat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the with the alligator in the in the basement, yeah, yeah. You notice how they just like wrote him out of there? I like, see, I guess was it after season two when it got dark, when um when Dick Wolf took over and he was like, we're not doing that cartoony shit anymore. He was the original alligator man. I'm gonna tweet that later. <laughs> alligator man from Atlanta, remember? Yeah, yeah, yes I do. Well, so okay, so you did a bunch of different odd jobs, retail. You don't fit in the office, so. Now it's strictly comedy for now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have to knock on wood? Is that how that works? I don't know what people believe. So whatever. Hopefully that it can stay that way. I hope. And do you feel like there was a certain year in your comedy that you felt like you started to really find your groove? Like how long do you think it took you? Shoot, last week. <laughs> like, I don't. I think. I don't think you ever. Do you ever really know what you're doing? I think once you yeah. accept that you don't know what you're doing. That's when it, you kind of feel like you know what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think, I don't know. I feel like I, I, w- I would do good before I'm, I moved to New York in it was 2012 or something like that. I was getting laughs. I didn't really know how. Now I feel like I can't go up and be like, okay, I think I know what to do with this crowd to make it work. But it's still like a subconscious thing. It's not like I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I don't know shit. <laughs> well, just because I know a lot of people, because I'm, I'm just two years in, right? And a uh-huh. lot of people are like, at five years, you'll notice this will happen. Or at 10 years, you'll notice that you'll feel better on stage or whatever. I like, think it's something you can put a time frame on. Right. I mean, it just happens like it happens. I don't, it's different for everybody. I remember 
who I think out of my class, the person who got funny first, I think, was Parisi. And we didn't see him for like a few months. We was some room in Alexandria, and he came back and was just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, damn, I, I need to step my game up. And that was. So, wait, he had been gone for a couple months. But I hadn't he, seen him. He, did, he was just sticking to one room on the other side of he, town. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. I just hadn't seen him in a right. minute. And then he popped up at his room one night and had, you know, Parisi jokes. Yeah. like sharp as shit. Sure. And I'm like, damn, I, I suck. I need to get better. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of the rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys had a wicked bunch back then. Courtney and fucking uh, Pete was a, around. A place. And, um, yeah. Who else? Um, I don't know. They're all gone now. That's yeah. what I tell people now in D.C. I'm like the old man hanging around the gym. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like doing things. And I'm like, here. Do you advise moving or do you think you just stick around? I don't know that that's a thing anymore. I don't mm-hmm. think it's, it's kind of like we were talking about with going to college. Yeah. That's what they say you do. But yeah. like nowadays, everything is on the internet now. Right. It's yeah. like we were just talking about outside how like followers is like currency now. Mm-hmm. So that's really, to me, I think that's the smarter game to play. But I mean, who knows? Some people move to New York and they get shit like, you know, right away. I was up there for three years and some change and they too much happened mm-hmm. and then i got back here and the daggone kevin hart thing just literally fell out of the sky so who knows you it's, know, it's all chaos yeah that said falling out of the sky shit i wasn't expecting the host and feature last month you know mm-hmm. i didn't think the improv would ever get me or anything right. and antoine hit me up out of nowhere was like do this march open mic mm-hmm. did it crushed it then he's mm-hmm. like you can go host for jordan rock mm-hmm. and we'll need you in the land i'm like all right now it's on that's what i think to stay sane i'm that's what I, I think i can teach i can show comics that shit like how to stay sane in comedy i think you just gotta like just just go through the motions of, of trying to get booked and that kind of thing but don't put your heart in it put your heart into trying to just get better better at comedy. comedy yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you'll go crazy with all that, you know, trying to figure out why you're not getting booked and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, look, send your emails, you know, do shake hands, do what you got to do, and then go write jokes. Yep. Don't worry about if they hit you back or not. If they hit you back, cool. If not, whatever. Pray for potatoes, but keep hoeing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's old guy. <laughs> Is that yeah. I like like just like the past like maybe like four months where I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna get like competitive or whatever right. about people getting booked for different stuff yeah. or like some booker, why won't he book me? And you keep emailing and you and you're just like, you know what, I'm just gonna be funny. That's it. And that's, that's it. That's really all you have control of, really. So yeah, and you don't really have control of that. You can be prepared, but when you go on stage, who knows what kind of crowd it's gonna be or anything like that. So. I texted a young comic one time that same shit, and he got offended. He said, "How do I get on the improv open mic?" I said, "Be funny." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, man, fucking cool, man. Like, you don't what think I'm fucking funny?" And I'm like, "No, ain't what I said. I just said that's what you gotta do." You should have told him it don't matter if I think you're funny. It really doesn't. It do what it, matters? Yeah. That's a lot of. I see a lot of comics like who suck, who yeah. I think is hilarious because they be doing like you know comic book shit. And people don't that shit. People don't understand. It's funny to me. Yeah, but that shit don't matter. What matters is the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, um, will they laugh? Yeah. Can you be undeniable? Yeah, that's all it is. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So you keep doing this, and what do you got coming up? Now? Yeah, anything big on the horizon? Lo- local gigs and trying to stay afloat until mm-hmm. uh, colleges start back up. 
Ah, that's it. So you're doing college tours. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can say that. That's not douchey, right? You know, I gotta, no. You know, I got to keep it in the streets. I don't want to be great. like, oh, I'm on tour. I was just having this thing the other day, actually just yesterday with Randolph and Andy, because mm-hmm. I was telling them I met somebody that's like an agent for colleges, and mm-hmm. she told me, oh, just send the tape. It has to be clean. But once you get there, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's how it works. Well, they told me, it, Randall's like, that's not necessarily true. He kind of gave me the breakdown. was like they could not pay you for breach of contract if you go against what they say do or whatnot and andy kind of gave his thing not that i don't think they've done colleges in a really Mm -hmm. long time but andy regaled me with a story of going to george mason in like 98 or 99 and getting up there Mm -hmm. and them actually not telling them some of the rules and then Mm -hmm. like midway through his set some fucker walked up on stage and handed him a piece of paper and he opened it up and was like no profanity (laughs) oh well that's okay (laughs) if it's in the contract that's different yeah but what I'll do, I'm not super dirty anyway. Right. But, like, you know, I'll do the... This is the, more of a concern for me. I'm projecting my fears onto you and trying you gotta, to figure gotta, shit out. I mean, it's just like, you know, you got to you gotta know how to sneak about it. You sure. Gotta, you got to be smooth with it. Like, I'll do, I did a show when they told me, like, don't cuss. And I'm like... Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just waited until the person who told me don't cuss left the room. And, and I, like I told you, them college kids are ratchet as shit. And I'm yeah. like, okay, are y'all ready to hear jokes now? And they're like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, at the end of the day, I want people to have a good time. So Yeah. And if it's, if it's in the contract, that's different because then that'll mess my money up. Yeah. But if it's not in the contract, who was it? Somebody came to my school when I was in college. Actually, I don't want to drop his name because I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, be in shit. But he... um. I think they told him the same thing. Like, he was just doing this act. Right. And I think they told him, you know, you can't cuss. And he was, it's not in the contract. And he just kept on going with his act. And, I mean, what can you say? You should have, yeah. they know they booked. They should have told him beforehand. So, Did he get booked again ever with the same people? Oh, I think he was pretty successful. Yeah. It wasn't like, I don't know if he got booked at my school again. But who, right. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. 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 I just heard some of the numbers for these colleges, and I'm like, yo. Yeah, if you can if you can get in there, yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. At I'm not mm-hmm. rich by any means, but like right. for a comic, it's like yeah. I mean, the thing is, I have a day job, but mm-hmm. I kind of have a schedule where I have three day weekends every other weekend, mm-hmm. and then I have a six day week the alternate week. Mm-hmm. So those three day ones, I could be on the road doing mm-hmm. some shit, mm-hmm. and I, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ain't, I mean. You the way it works, they'll like send you a thing, and they're like, "Can you do it this day?" If you can't do it, mm-hmm. you just can't do it. So, I lost. I don't. I haven't turned any down. I lost the, the last real job I had was like two years ago. Now I lost because I had a gig. I remember in St. Louis, this shitty ass job. This dude was like, they call you. It was a moving job. They call you the day of oh, to wow. tell you if you can if you can work or not. So I'm like, I'm not about to miss this money. Yeah. On the off chance that I might work tomorrow. Might pick up a box, yeah. yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh, right. my bad. I pushed play on my phone. Sorry. It was nerd shit. I ain't no um, Who was I talking? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Dude was so, he was like, he was like, he had like an attitude with me. Because when I told him that, and I remember I went to pick up my last check. And I'm like, <laughs> so, um, I'm still around if you need me. He was like, whatever. <laughs> it was like my last, uh, last real job, job, job. Hopefully I don't have to go back. 
I don't want to go back. Yeah. And how'd you get into the college stuff? Was it through an agent or did you audition for just a company that does it? shit at the wall. That's all comedy is. I'm learning. <laughs> it's just, who was it who told me that? Was it, was it Adam Ferrara? I think, I don't, I don't like dropping names. I don't want to say shit that's not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't like finishing. Yeah. But somebody, um, he told me, um, yeah, you're just throwing shit at the wall and hopefully something sticks. With colleges, I was just sending emails email just doing being a private eye spy and see who the college agents are and then sending emails and like two of them got back to me that's out of awesome. a lot and then and then i i still went getting booked on a lot of gigs and i got into a NACA and then you know, i got i had a good set and then i got a bunch of a bunch of stuff and i think the comedy central thing helped too i'm that sure didn't, that didn't hurt yeah no I, i'm told once you get the one TV credit, a well, lot of shit opens up. Well, not so much. I mean, no, 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 that's not, no, that's not, that's not how it works. My agent told me she wasn't even mentioning that, but I'm sure now it's like if you just say Kevin Hart is hot, I don't even care. Just say Kevin Hart mm-hmm. with Lafayette from Kevin Hart's whatever, and it'll make people think you legit as far as I guess the colleges go. But that still don't mean you guaranteed to get a bunch of stuff because I know people we know people yeah. who got stuff and they still like in the same position they just did it and then it's like whatever so who knows it's all chaos yeah. that's all it is it's just like swimming around the ether and hoping you find your place somewhere yeah, that's why I keep a square job yeah that's, that's one what, of the reasons that's in retrospect I wish that was what I had done if I knew I was gonna like be pursuing comedy like this it just went to trade school or something mm-hmm. that's the way to be and that way, at least you always got something to fall back on if you know comedy is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I knew a dude, what did he work as, like, uh, I want to say orderly or some shit like that? Oh, at a hospital, I like a so. tech, yeah. But I think once he, when he knew, he got that job because he knew, like I guess at like 18 or whatever, that comedy was what he wanted to do. Sure. So he was, like, I guess more mature than me about money and shit. Right. And he was like, yeah, I need to get this job so I can, like, you know, take care of myself while I pursue comedy. That's all I want to do. I mean, I don't want to have a wife or kids or any of that stuff. That's yeah. not my. Yeah, I've reached that point now, too. Yeah. Yeah, I had a heartbreak. And it was like, yeah, I don't want to get married anymore. Uh, I don't wow. kids yeah. anymore. And then you can say that. I used to say that I was never going to get married. And then you meet the right person and everything changes. What was the, where, did it, where did it come from, though? The what? What where, part? Where did that mentality? Because I just adapted that after my last thing and it, after that it was like i don't i don't want to do this i don't want to be married or have a kid but beforehand with her it was like yeah i'm gonna get married we're gonna have a kid we're gonna neighbor but now i'm like no i don't i don't want any of that shit i just want to do comedy yeah well i thought that because of my lifestyle because i was doing acting mm-hmm. and living between mexico and los angeles mm-hmm. and i was like no no dude can handle this because every guy that i would mm-hmm. date i didn't really have a very serious relationship until i met my husband mm-hmm. and every guy that i would date i would be like oh i gotta travel i gotta do this and they would be like i don't have time for that because really? i felt like yeah i felt like most guys just want a girl to be like behind you all the time but if you're the one Ooh. that's like out all the time that's what it felt like dating <laughs> then i met my husband and he was like and now I didn't do comedy when I met him, but even with comedy now, he's like the coolest, most supportive about it. And he's like, just like, do you? Like, oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And if not. anything, he's like, talk to this person, make sure you get booked on that. Like, uh-huh. what are you doing tonight for comedy? What uh-huh. are you doing for t- tomorrow for okay. comedy? If anything, he's pushes with me it. and helps. Okay. Yeah. So cool. I think it's all about finding the right person. Hmm. Like I get when you get to that feeling and a lot of people are like, how can you be married and do comedy? It's like, if you have somebody who gets it and you make time for the two of you to hang out every once in a while, I think it's totally doable. 
given we don't have a kid, but yeah, I think even with kids, you can That's make it work. A, it's so rare, though. I think it's, it's I think it's rare to, to find somebody who's like, yeah, go do comedy, whatever. Because for me, I would if I had a girl that was like that wanted to pursue something, I'd be like, fine. That's more video game time for me. Like I don't right. really need you around me. But I'm Aquarius, and I'm, I don't have a soul. So <laughs> my husband's an Aquarius. Maybe maybe that's maybe, maybe that's, that's why. why. It's <laughs> like, does he like have hobbies and shit? Not really. He's just he's also a super workaholic. So like yeah, right he's now, into his, what he okay? Yeah, like right now, I promise you, he's on the phone making real estate deals. Okay, so yeah, he yeah. like he loves his work. Yeah, he's a Michael oh, yeah. Mann character. Oh yeah, yeah. That's see, I don't think I don't think that's a problem. I think that's cool. I think I feel like, and I don't know relationship shit good, but like. The person, this might sound messed up. The person you're in a relationship with should be your your side piece, right? Because in my case, I'm already married to comedy, so she's my side piece. But she can have her thing too, and I'll be her side piece, and then we can like side piece together. I think side piece together makes more sense. You're just like your partners in everything together. Like okay. if you're, I think if your spouse is really into their work, you got to support their work and you mm-hmm. got to, when you need to go to some, like if I have to go to some opening for some building that he's doing, mm-hmm. I go, you know, you mm-hmm. support it. You know, he's got to go do this for his work. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The same way that I do it. Mm-hmm. He does it. It's just a partnership in both things you do rather than a side piece. It's sort of like. Think of like an Arab marriage where there's multiple wives. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, yeah. That's okay. more what it is, okay. not a side piece. Okay, okay, so I got, okay, separate wives. Okay, or maybe, Mormon maybe marriage. We're not going to say anything racist. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Okay. Po- poly- polygamous. <laughs> polygamous. Polygamous, okay. So next woman I approach, I'm going to be like, hey, you want a polygamous relationship with me and uh and I'll tell you, speaking of polygamy, so I was watching this thing on Netflix right before I came. It's new. It's called Wild Wild Country. Oh God, you so see good. that? It's yeah. so good. It's so insane. I can't believe that wasn't in the news before or anything. It's such a crazy well, show. I mean, like, I'm on the third episode. It did show footage of, like, Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings talking about it because it became a thing. So it's about a cult mm-hmm. that was like a meditating thing but then they did a whole lot of fucking and a lot of like wild <laughs> shit all the did. time yeah <laughs> like a charismatic guy in charge of and they yeah they moved to a town called antelope oregon which mm. is like population 40 people and it's just a bunch of white ranchers you know conservative christians and mm-hmm. all this and they came into town, started buying up cheap land. They fucking got all these people coming in, adherents or whatnot. And then they started, they changed the name of the town. Mm-hmm. They elected officials. And then the, you know, white Christians got pissed, started getting their guns, mm-hmm. saying, get the fuck out. And then it became a statewide issue because they said, you know what, this is a great thing for everybody. And we want to have these great orgies and all this free labor. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring in homeless people people from all these other states and like bus loads to come here right but so then they would come through and then they would say we're going to get them all to vote so we can get like electoral power but then they would go you know to vote for like the governor or whatever Mm -hmm. and then right there at the fucking courthouse you know they got the lady the board of elections whatever saying oh yeah we just you know erased all the roles of any like new voters because this is getting to be a problem any new ones for the last year so y'all aren't voting because of them yeah is that is that legal uh i don't know if it's a hundred percent legal but i think they were they they found some kind of precedent or way to like a loophole to phrase it to be like 
you know, you guys don't pay taxes or anything. And you have all these, like, you know, street guys that come up from, like, Phoenix mm-hmm. or wherever, and they're like, man, you know, you're going you gonna to let me vote. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a citizen. It's my inalienable right, yo, mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> it's a wild movie, but I was watching it, and I was thinking, like, you know, there's some comics I know where a cult, might be the right decision in terms of like sex and obtaining shit that they're not really getting out of like their career like the perks they're not getting out of like this shit Uh they could probably find a lot easier doing that just join a cult yeah because if they worked a square job i don't know whether they're necessarily talented enough to achieve that in that realm either Mm. so like this is a kind of thing where they can do like manual labor just like sweat equity and then they'll have their like you know beers with haldol and whatnot and then while they in order to sustain comedy yeah and an erection okay yeah you know what i don't know about the orgy part but when i was like down and out if i could make a buck to like you know pay rent i might have considered it starting a cult no being in one just to oh, get the yeah. money i think i don't think i get brainwashed i think i'm difficult i don't think i would be easy to brainwash well, i think it's kind of mafia when it comes to money they make them kick that shit up i bet any kind of money they'll tell them no this is a spiritual thing so give us that money and there were 20 rolls royces that this cult leader owned that he would roll up the bagwan so like an that's, indian that's thing. brainwashing though right oh yeah, yeah it definitely is is it's not that far away from a dictatorship just smaller and more dedicated citizens that's yeah. right that's right i don't know that they could get me like that i think i'm i think i'm too strong mentally yeah i, think I would be yeah. feel, i would like get off on on i'm hustling i'm like i'm taking my money and i'm gonna like, yeah yeah gonna well that's the thing in one of the episodes it was right after they got denied at the board of elections mm-hmm. they get back on the bus or the buses they were rented mm-hmm. to take them up to the fucking elector place and they come back and one dude is frothing at the mouth about mm-hmm. not being able to fucking vote and mm-hmm. they're like yo what the fuck and then like the um cult leader's main squeeze who's like the pr person this mm-hmm. wild lady man she mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck she got in this guy's face but then he starts choking her so then that had to get broken up and then they gave him all beers and put howl he snuck howl into it mm-hmm. to sedate him mm-hmm. oh but i mean because you know that's crazy it, yeah it's, it's just wild shit this was like right in the wake of the jonestown massacre okay so more stuff was happening. Like the congressman who the, got killed in Jonestown, his daughter joined this cult. Was it, it Jonestown? Was that a... I was over it, in Africa. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. The, the Kool-Aid. Kind of okay. Everybody did those mass suicides together. Okay. Okay. 917 bodies. Yeah. That shit is very interesting to me. When I was little, remember the uh, the Heaven's Gate one? Yeah, 97. That dude, I remember being, that dude, his face scared the shit out of me. I bet you, if I Google his face right now, I'd probably get scared. I don't know why. He just looks so like, like you, you know, you look in somebody's yeah. eyes and you see like nothing. Yep. Like, he was yeah. so gone. It was so creepy. Like it was just, it's nothing there. There's people out there like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people, it's like, if you want to believe like, spiritual shit or whatever that's cool but it's always like an extreme where you just like they're just like, like yeah gone like you don't see anything else and yeah like dangerous. malice from the clips <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't want to uh 
I don't think he's gone, gone. He ain't hurting nobody. No, he ain't hurting hurt anybody. Nobody. But I'll he'll never make a hot record again. Yeah. I felt like, always felt like if you wanted he should have just started rapping positive. He kinda, you know what I mean? he did though. But it he that's what I'm saying. He always has. But then when he went on this like Christian thing. Yeah. yeah. It kinda like well, the last Christian one, though, had a parental advisory on it. I listened to it? a little of it. Yeah, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's called Let the Dead Bury the Dead. Hmm. I don't uh, I don't know. I wish he had just not said anything. Yeah. Still went by malice. And just, and he was, I mean, his message was always somewhat positive anyway. Right. Outside of, like, the club songs. Yeah. But I think when you, like, what do you, you know, the, the press tour mm-hmm. and all that shit, it's kind of. It's like the person who's like, hey, love, peace, whatever, versus the person who's like, hey, I'm a Christian, and you should, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like yeah, a different, yeah. It's a different energy. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's more like yeah. you're trying to you're trying to get me to wear this label as opposed to like what your label is represent supposed to represent. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. I don't. Know. I thought it, like he's, but he's not the first rapper to become like positive. Like now, that I hadn't listened to a lot of his newer stuff, but you said it's still like. Like, yeah, it's a little more dark. I mean, he's getting like very adamant about calling people out for like. Oh, it's like judgmental. Yeah, it's oh, more yeah. judgmental yeah. Christian with a little profanity, which mm. I think's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's like goth almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I always like his. He was always kind of like he always had more to say. He was down on himself. Um, what's it, um, I served. Uh, drugs to my family or something they wouldn't eat. That's how I know that I ain't shit. Like mm-hmm. that kind yeah, of, that yeah, kind of I remember stuff. that. I'm not you. That was yeah, a good yeah, song. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I mean, because like I remember working with a psych patient one time, and mm. this lady was hyper religious. It's mm. super judgmental, and mm. she had a foul mouth, mm. and she would look at me and say. You get out of here, devil cracker. She's like, your mother's a whore. And she was getting sent off in the mm-hmm. fucking stretcher. You know, she's like, go back to your swine whore of a mother. Let the devil sort you out and yeah, stuff. And I was like, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> you, I like, I grew up like in church. Yeah. But I, I got a good mom because yeah. I didn't realize people could get like to that level. Like my mom was always like, this is what we do. But we go to church. She's like, that's my homeboy right there. He's atheist. He's This person believes this. And everyone was cool. You're but an I atheist didn't... in your church? Who? No, 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 no. Oh. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, would, oh, oh okay, okay. Oh, oh, your homeboys. Okay. I mean, her, sure her, her homeboys. Her, you know, okay. her peeps like at right, work. Right, Whereas, But I guess the people who who didn't have that, they would think, oh, that person's they're going to hell. Yeah. That person's bad. All that kind of shit. And it's like, no, they just, they just different. Yeah. You know? no, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think that's great. Um. So what do you got uh, coming up? I mean, I know you said some college stuff, but any... I'm at the Improv this weekend with um, Andrew Schultz and Martin Amini show, The Overachievers. On, okay. um, Are you on, featuring um, for Schultz? Yeah. Wow. Martin's emceeing. Okay. That makes sense. That's, yeah. that's a good fit. That should be a good lineup. Well, um, what you would call it... You've been featuring there, I feel like, a lot. Like, Or maybe I'm just seeing it's it. Sometimes. It was the time you had to come. I know why I think that, because you were featuring on stage the weekend I did the lounge, and they had you come into the lounge and do sets there from the main stage. It was like May 11th. Um, I'm trying to think. How many, I don't think I featured there much. 
Maybe no. once or, or were you hosting there that, that I might weekend? Have been I mean, I featured there before. Yeah, you were hosting. That's right, because that was the time constraint, because they were going to have me do more time. Okay. Because you'd have to bring up people on the main stage and sneak over and do your 20 and yeah. then go back and all that. Yeah. I remember. You know what? I think it was only once, I want to say. It was for New Year's. It was me. Denise Taylor and Adam Ferrara, I think is what it was. Or was oh. it Tom Rose? One of them. But I remember it was on New Year's. Yeah. And they wanted us to go up and, like, you know, bring in the New Year or whatever. Right. I'm going to say the lineup again. Me, <laughs> Denise Taylor, and Tom Rose, we were both on stage. Me and Denise are like, what What? what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Happy New Year, whatever. Well, that's good. So those are the dates. Um, and this is going to air, by the way, this coming Monday. Okay. So, so we, there's a time so machine. After can the, go back. Yes. Like, okay. So after the 18th, anything lined up? What do I have lined up besides watching Miami Vice in the house? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, we're doing a show at the Improv on, I think it's the 28th for Dylan. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah that's a, I think it's a benefit thing I just got booked for. So, yeah, yeah oh, everybody should come to that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you again for joining us. This has been a yeah. lot of fun. It's fun. I wish I could have done better. I'll be in my head about it later because I'm crazy. You were, you were awesome. Don't yeah. worry. This was this is a great, great episode. We're happy to have you. It's part of the process. I got to, like, go beat myself up. I think that's just part of being a comedian, too. Yeah. I think after everything we do, we're just like, I, I should have said this at this time. My timing was shitty well, on that. not all of them. Yeah, you but that's true. ones who are like, oh, I killed that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Did> you? <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's true. Well, so uh, I got the headline, the uh, Ye Old Emerald Tavern in Parkville, Maryland, this coming uh June the 27th, so if you want to come out there, it's me and Wendy Ta- Wendy Townsend's room, so $5, I'll be doing 40 minutes, it'll be turn up, turn up, a fucking turn up. blast, and what other shows do we got in here in the following weekend? Because um, I remember I saw one that I thought was good, but I don't want to reveal it yeah, just yeah. yet until I'm absolutely certain it's happening that weekend okay I believe it is Devin Siebold but regardless of who it is he's a good good comic I worked with down in Miami before um, but so at any rate if you want to get free tickets to whatever show is going to play uh, the weekend of the 23rd 24th um Follow us on Currents DC or Counter Currents DC um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you'll be in the lottery to do just that. And we'll pick people at random, and it'll be great. You can, can you're can eligible too. too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lafayette two four seven on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Some followers. Who y'all do? Everybody, yeah, everybody. Don't you? I was thinking about this. You know, how people like I'll, I'll probably tweet it later. But, you know, everyone's like, credits. What credits you want me to say? I don't care about my credits. Say my social media. That's yeah. what's important. And say it after my set. Mm-hmm. Because I always thought it made more sense to say shit like that after your set. 
You know what I mean? Even if you're doing credits, because then it's like, oh, it's impressive. Like, catch him on this thing. Yeah. yeah. I suppose beforehand they say it, and then you go up and don't have a good set, and it's like. My yeah. first year, mm-hmm. that's what I would do. I would go up there and say, stillborn DC, follow or swallow. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> remember that? You would say that after your sets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it should be done, though. I think yeah. that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. The Arlington Draft House days. Yeah, yeah. those were fun. Those yeah. were fun. Well, at any rate. Um, it's Eric Rivera, by the way. Oh, Eric Rivera. Okay, June 22nd and uh, June 23rd. So there'll be two shows each night. So please do that. Sorry, Mr. Seabold. I hate to unplug you, but that's life. Um, <laughs> you can follow me to Steelborn DC on Instagram. I'm currently banned from Twitter. I'm going to be dropping some hot bars over a Noriega beat soon about this matter. Um, <laughs> adios. You can follow me at Elena Blondita on Instagram and just Elena Torres on Twitter and on Facebook. It's just my name. It's not hard to remember. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with another guest and more hot topics like Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>